0: Hey what is up everyone Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles I am Donnie your host And with me is a man Who can cook minute rice In 58 seconds It's Dale
1: What's going on man
0: What's going on with you dude
1: Damn right ain't nothing slow about me
0: Heck no Can you do it under a minute
1: I can do it under a minute Uh, I hear you I'm probably about 36 seconds probably
0: Uh, Okay you gotta do what you gotta do Yeah I'll fuck (laughs) up Oh man It's gonna be a good day you got any good shout outs for us or anything going on today dude
1: uh, oh yeah we got a little bit we want to give a shout out to mr ben richardson we got an email from him and uh gave us some kind words and come up with a, just a, a great idea for a future episode and uh looking forward to that it's gonna be really cool absolutely and uh i also want to give a shout out to someone who really helped us out with some graphics and i promised i'd do this but i'm sure i'm gonna butcher it but here we go we're gonna give it a shot so shout out to hoberta costa avasha and down in Brazil. She really helped us out getting some stuff formatted for the new shirts and stuff, so I really appreciate it. Thank you, you so much.
0: You can say that name again.
1: But I won't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear you, bud. All right, Dale. We're going to do part two of Donald Henry Wee Gaskins, and we're just going to give a little background and, and do a disclaimer here again. Definitely. Yeah, because this part two is a lot more rough than part one. Yeah. And... Like Pee Wee's crimes and everything he was involved in, it gets way worse. So just just be warned that this is not for the faint of heart. It's not for small kids. And if you're squeamish about anything, you know we don't mind you turning it off.
1: Right? Yeah. It's it's pretty rough and he's uh, His violence is elevated a good bit, and a lot of underage uh, victims and that kind of stuff. So
0: yeah. And we're gonna really explain why he was labeled the meanest man in America. Yeah. All right. Now, just to give a little background where we left off in part one, Pee Wee had been robbed and when he was trying to sell some stolen goods himself. So he was being robbed, and he had uh, found these young boys at their home that had, had robbed him.
1: Yeah, they were all up together, and then they tried to turn on him. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, and he uh, got him at gunpoint and got him in the trunk of his car and drove him out in the swamp. And that's where he. Uh, took all their money and all their possessions jewelry and
1: even and, their clothes yeah left them out there neck in the swamp
0: stripped down and left them out there and told him if he ever crossed them again they would be dead that's right yeah so but uh moving forward a little bit this is still in when peewee was 35 years old in 1968 uh at this time part of his parole he was not allowed in prospect which is florence county you know that's when he had Talk to the warden, and the warden gave him that parole, but he couldn't go back. But he would go uh, when his mother would have family reunions, I guess, sneak in. And his wife, Mary, and his daughter, who was now 17 and married and had two children of her own, they lived there in, in Prospect, which is in Florence County.
1: Yeah, he had about 16 wives, didn't
0: he? He did. <laughs> yeah, all different ages.
1: Yeah, I know that's a little bit of exaggeration, but not by a lot. Yep.
0: Now, in the summer of 1968, he was troubled with a, a bothersome pain, Dale, and it just his temper and this bothersome pain. Even said in his book that uh, it began in his testicles and ran up his spine into his stomach and then into his head. And the pain would settle behind his eyes, actually giving him a, a migraine. And uh, he would get a voice hmm. and telling him to kill. When both the voice and pain came. He would have to leave because he didn't want to hurt Mary or anybody in his
1: family. Right. He'd just go and jump in the car and just drive up and down the coastal highway, or just just
0: to, to
1: get away. Yeah. But this
0: driving up and down the coastal highway wasn't enough for him to relieve his anger and his his frustrations, really.
1: Right. And the coastal highway stretches about from uh, from Myrtle Beach down to Savannah, Georgia. Just for clarity.
0: So that's a big that's a big area. It's a long way. Yeah. yeah. But along the coastal highway. The girls that excited him were the ones that said no to him. And he began fantasizing about the one, how uh, he would love to you know, torture females that said no. Right. And I don't know if this is like him actually torturing girls that taunted him in the past.
1: Probably like uh, acting like that was who they were or something. Yeah. Because he's just picking up hitchhikers at this point.
0: Kind of like stand-ins for ones that treated treating him bad.
1: Right. Yeah. So when they he would pick them up and then try to get them for sex to for a ride and if they turned them down and then that's when he started getting a little
0: sideways. What what was weird though? Sometimes he would let them go and sometimes he would kill, right? Or rape and or do whatever he wanted to.
1: Well, especially the early ones. Some of them, you know, he'd let them go and then as he gets on into it a little bit, that's not an option. Yeah.
0: Now in the summer of 1969, is that a Brian Adams' song?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say a while ago when you said summer 68. I was going to say he went and bought a six-train, but he had to wait another year. Yeah,
0: but in in September of 1969, (laughs) he picked up a blonde girl in Polly's Island, South Carolina, by the name of Angie. He sodomized this poor girl. He bit off her left nipple and forced her to perform oral sex on him and stomped her pubic bone. He even slid an an eight-inch dagger into her rectum and then pulled it out until he sliced it into her vagina
1: good lord
0: yeah and he changed her and took her to the water and let her go and she sank he took all of her money but tossed the rest of her belongings into the river right so this is one of the hitchhikers
1: he picked up and then uh, she said no so yeah the rage had built up so
0: it had built up and it seemed like what we're going to get into his his need and his thirst for killing was on like a six week cycle yeah yeah even six weeks after his first murder his head started to hurt and he he got those voices again
1: right so after he would kill somebody especially early on then he would feel like the best he'd felt in in so long he'd be like he he was clear and he got it all out and then Mm -hmm. it would start building back up like you said in a six-week cycle yeah
0: now in october of that same year of 1969 he meets a woman named daisy from jacksonville who had been working in myrtle beach He did the same things to Daisy as he did to Angie. Tortured, raped, bound her, and put heavy chains on her and drowned her in the swamp.
1: Yeah, so even though he was torturing them with a knife and all that, they were still alive when he threw them in the swamp and drowned them. Yeah,
0: crazy mess. And by Christmas of 1969, he had killed three victims.
1: On the highways, right?
0: Yep, on the coastal highway of South Carolina. Mm. Now, Dale, in November of 1970... Uh, Pee Wee was riding around town, and he saw his niece Janice and her friend Patty, and
1: they had been out drinking a little bit. Yeah, there's was a group of girls, I think, all together, and uh, when they saw them, they asked uh, Pee Wee if he would uh, take her and see if he could take care of them, because they had to get home for curfew.
0: Yeah, and I think, actually, Pee Wee and his niece were, i don't, they were on good terms. Yeah,
1: they had... Uh, Actually, they would see each other on a, like a restaurant in town, and they would eat occasionally at the same place. So they, you know, it wasn't like they were strangers. Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, he took uh, Janice and her friend Patty to his house to sober up and get them cleaned up and everything. And even they had vomited and and got them drinking black coffee. And while there, Pee Wee showed them his penis. Well, actually, the Patty.
1: Yeah, Janice had passed out on the bed.
0: Yeah, and she tried to run run away, but didn't get too far
1: yeah i'm sure she was pretty shocked at that when we well, were yeah. going to uncle Pee Wee's house to chill out and clean up janice had she'd thrown up on herself and she's passed out next thing you know he's all out <laughs>
0: yeah and he ordered her to sit down and tried to have anal intercourse with his unconscious niece but ended up uh she ended up waking up and trying to fight him and and he was hit over by, over the head by a lamp by Patty. Yeah, she grabbed a lamp,
1: smashed him over the head.
0: Yep, and the girls actually got away for a little while. And he come to his senses, and uh, he realized, you know, this wasn't be a good situation, especially him what he had done.
1: Yeah, and seeing they were gone. Yeah. So he jumped in the car and took off down the road. Yep. If he could find them.
0: And he managed to catch up with the girls and got them into the trunk of his car. Yep. And once back at his house. He ordered Patty to remove her clothes, and Janice tried to escape, but stopped him by hitting her, and causing her to become unconscious. And Patty tried to hit him with uh, a two by six, but it, she didn't; she wasn't successful with that at all. And she hit—well, actually, he hit her with the butt of his gun.
1: Yeah, after she swung the board and missed, and he seen this this uh, situation was getting out of control. with These two people, he couldn't he couldn't handle both of them, so. He smashed him in the head with the butt of his gun.
0: Mm-hmm. And he handcuffed the two naked girls that were unconscious and had sex with both girls. And one of them, his niece. Mm. I mean, this guy, man, he it's going to get worse, guys. And he carried both, the, both of them to the trunk of his car and pushed Patty's body into a septic tank.
1: Mm.
0: He opened up a septic tank and put her in there. And it was reported in his book that... As she was sinking, she was still alive and breathing. Yeah,
1: he still he stayed there till the bubbles quit quit coming up. and yeah. recapped it,
0: and he dug a a grave behind an old barn of a former tenant for his niece Janice. So this guy's he's sick, man.
1: Right. Now I did see one different account of this where it said he hit them both in the head with a gun. He took um, Patricia out and sunk her in the savage tank like this, but what he had left. Uh, janice at his house and when he came back she was she had died from the from being hit in the head yeah so and then buried her but it's it's the same difference but one account has them putting both in the car at the same time and one doesn't so i'm not not really sure on that but it was the same and then for both so yeah they both they both were dead yep and that's really this this one here you know that's where he finally he killed someone he knows so that it, was the first uh, one, yeah. Yeah, and so his, his levels are going up and just keep keep rising. Yeah,
0: his own niece. Now, in December of 1970, Pee was still 37 years old. A girl, a 13 year old girl named Margaret Edwards, which everybody called her Peggy Catino. She was a well known because her father was a state senator, James Catino, and actually her father, her grandfather, was the president of Clemson University, right. Doctor Robert Poole.
1: So in in December of 1970, um, Pee Wee was working to repair a roof um, somewhere. I think it was at the school for some reason. And anyway, uh, young Margaret Edwards Peggy Catino, she was a 13-year-old. She was well-known around because her father was a state senator, had come walking by. Well, Pee-wee recognized her, and he goes, hello, Piggy." Said so she walked by and was talking to some of her friends, and they asked her who he was, and she goes, don't worry about it. He's just old white trash.
0: Well, that just wasn't good for Pee-wee at all.
1: No, no, no. Uh, so that just infuriated him. So he came up with a plan. He was going to take care of her. He, uh, he didn't say anything at the time, but uh, he had told uh, his uh, boss that he was going to go out of town for a couple days. And uh, so... He was basically setting up himself an alibi, so that's what he said, and when he mm-hmm. left that day, he went and was waiting on her to where he could get a chance to get a hold of her. Yeah. Now, her her dad, like I said, was a, the senator, James Catino, but her grandfather was actually the president of Clemson University, Dr. Robert Poole. So, she was a, this is a pretty high profile for him. Yeah. Uh, Twelve days later, her body was found. In, in the, a wooded area. Yeah, right off the Highway 261. Which is
0: actually known as, what, Manchester
1: Forest, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm.
0: And the autopsy suggested that she died from strangulation and blows to the head, and she had burn marks from possible cigarettes, and they they actually covered her body. Mm. And her body decomposition suggested that she'd only been killed within the last five days.
1: Right. So whoever had her, being Pee Wee or whoever, because it's kind of questionable. Yeah. On this one, but uh, they had kept her for several days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, this little side note: there was a man. By the name of William Jr. Pierce. He was 39 years old and he was a truck driver from Swainsboro, Georgia. He was convicted uh, due to his confession of Peggy's murder and sentenced to life. And though none of the evidence even suggested him. Right. But uh, Pee Wee was the one who tortured and
1: murdered, just like he did to others. Yeah, that's why he, the other guy said he did it, but then later Pee Wee said he did it. So, yeah. I guess they're both trying to get credit for this, but I don't really know. I don't think it's ever been proven either way who did it. No. So, so
0: yeah, but you know, it had in his Pee Wee's book that um, that he had, you know, she had done that to him and belittled him a little bit, and oh yeah, so that yeah. was his account. So oh yeah, yeah
1: definitely. Yeah. I just want to throw out in there. There was a side note that it was about about the confusion.
0: Now, by the end of 1970, Pee Wee's parole was completed which meant he could return to Florence County, and he remarried again for the fifth time on New Year's Eve. And she was three months pregnant.
1: Now, he's got married all these times, so he ain't said not one time about him getting divorced, has he?
0: Except for maybe mar- yeah, marrying one, one the, the, the 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. And wife number five, she gave, son, she gave birth to a son named Donald Lee Gaskins. And Pee Wee began to work for a used car lot, rebuilding cars that were clunkers for sale
1: right so you think he's going to straighten up
0: yeah so actually the for the first time in his life he was actually could living somewhat of a normal life he had a chance you know yeah but he went back he went back to his old ways of stripping and repainting stolen cars so he couldn't he couldn't stay straight at all
1: apparently that must pay pretty well or did at that time was it yeah he couldn't, he couldn't not do that
0: yeah and he, he kept getting these strange voices back in his head that he had to head back out on the coastal highway.
1: Yeah, he's getting those urges, and, and that's not good. I know. And
0: and back and by 1971, he had killed 11 women, and which he had tortured the same manner as the first three.
1: So this is 11 more than. Yep. Yeah, it had to be because I think uh, his niece was like his 12th victim yep. when he killed her. Yeah.
0: And Angie and Maria were Pee Wee's next victims that he took from the coastal highway, that were hitchhiking from Wilmington, North Carolina, and he dropped.
1: They had dropped out of. They had dropped. Yep. Oh
0: Yeah, they were dropping out of school at the 10th grade to go work in Florida. Right. So that's where he picked them up at.
1: So they never made it to Florida. No.
0: And his next victim was a, a black woman. She was 20 years old, and her name was Martha Ann Dix. But she was a lesbian transvestite, and she liked to be called Clyde. Right. And she was a drug addict.
1: With an extensive criminal record. Yeah. But they were friends.
0: Yeah. Now, in March of 1972, Clyde went too far with Pee-wee by joking about she had been knocked up by him and was going to name the baby Pee-wee Dicks. Mm. And Pee-wee didn't like this at all.
1: No, I'm sure he did.
0: No, this is just another something to bring him down.
1: Something to piss him off, especially when he's already getting the urges I didn't get.
0: Yep. And Pee-wee informed her to meet him after six. That he had some pills and five dollars for oral sex, and she agreed to meet Pee Wee. And Pee Wee gave her the pills, but he handcuffed her and punched her in the jaw. And he tried to get away. She tried to get away, but he forced her to finish the bottle of pills. And I guess it killed her. But he dumped her dead body into a drainage ditch. Yep. Yeah,
1: it over. She overdosed on
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Pee Wee's just man. He's just killing left and right. Yeah. And
1: they, now- they were friends, though. I guess I guess that's why she didn't get the. The torture part.
0: Yep. And this was in March of 72. Mm. So just a little bit later, in June of 72, Pee Wee's next victim was Ann Culberson. And she was from Atlanta. And he tortured her for 96 hours. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. Yeah. And the only way she got out of this is on the fourth day, he smashed her head in with a ball peen hammer. God. And he dug a grave and buried her next to his niece, Janice Kirby.
0: And there's a list of other. Victims, he killed a Jackie Freeman who was 19 after raping her and eating portion of her calf. Ugh. Yeah, he had her out in the woods, and he would torture her, and he would actually, Dale, cut part of her leg off and cook it, and she would be hungry and have to eat her own flesh.
1: God almighty.
0: Yeah, and that was only the only reference to—
1: Cannibalism? Yeah,
0: cannibalism reference to Pee Wee.
1: God almighty. Even when she's alive.
0: Yeah. But this, he ended this up... This a sick guy, man. He ended up killing her because she screamed too much when he cut her.
1: Oh, damn. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. All right, Dale. In
0: 1973, Pee Wee purchases a vehicle, and it's an old hearse.
1: Imagine that. Yeah. It would and be cool, though. It would be cool. Yeah, I ain't into the eating people and all that stuff, but a hearse would be cool.
0: Yeah. And... He was telling people that it would, you know, that he needed it to haul all the people he'd killed to his private cemetery, and they would thought he was just joking. Oh
1: yeah, a little peewee.
0: Yeah.
1: No one, he ain't joking.
0: Yeah, and he had a sign he had in the back of that hearse. It said, "We haul anything, dead or alive." Yep.
1: Yeah, he didn't want no attention, did he?
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> Good God.
0: In December of nineteen seventy-three there was a family friend of theirs, Doreen Dempsey. Mm. And yeah, like I said, she was a family friend and she had a, a child, a Robin Dempsey, who was two. Right. And she was also pregnant with another child. But she had came to Peewee and his wife needing a place to stay, Dale. That's right. And Peewee uh, told his wife, you know, we don't have any room for her. We just don't have any room at all. She can't stay here. But later... He met Doreen and told her that he had a a, a trailer yep. down in the woods that she could rent from him, and she could actually rent it cheap as long as she'd uh, done sexual favors for him.
1: Yeah, and the only deal was just don't tell the wife what's going on, yeah, and, and everything will be okay.
0: And with Doreen needing a place to stay, and she, she agreed to this.
1: Right, so they all jumped in the car to yeah. go see the trailer. Jumped in the hearse. Right.
0: Yeah, and he took them out to the woods but uh, there was no place no trailer nothing nope alright Dale after they got into the woods Pee Wee killed Doreen raped her and then raped and sodomized the two year old
1: yep he killed and raped both of them yep
0: so that's supposedly
1: that's, by hitting them in the head with a hatchet that's yeah how he, that's how he killed them
0: yeah that's bad stuff
1: so he raped a, yeah so he, he raped and killed Doreen who was 23 and then turned right around and raped the two year old daughter yeah sick 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 mm-hmm. sick bastard yeah
0: Now, moving just a little bit ahead, in July of 1974, there was a report of uh, Pee Wee had raped and castrated and murdered two unnamed boys. And later, he killed Johnny Sellers, who was 36, and Jesse Ruth Judy, who was 22. And after raping both of them, tied their bodies with heavy chains and watched them as they struggled for
1: air. While drowning, man, he just got off on some sick stuff, didn't he? Yeah,
0: and he even said that he would browse hardware stores, looking at different
1: torture tools. Yeah, use them to use
0: them as torture tools. Hmm. Different tools and different, uh, whatever they had in the hardware store.
1: Right, and so this kind of goes back to what you said in the the first episode about maybe him having some uh, some tendencies towards guys too.
0: Yeah, I think he had some sexual homosexual tendencies
1: yeah because he he don't even care at this point no but of course you know with his childhood being raped every night in that reform school i don't know if i had anything to do with it or not but
0: yeah now in january of 1975 when Wee was 42 he forced two college girls and 20 year old man to engage in a group sex
1: yeah i think he had came up on their their van was broken down yeah so then he forced them all to have sex
0: and after he found them broken down the highway, like Dale said, he killed them after castrating the male. Yep. And Pee Wee later refurbished their car and sold it. So yeah, I mean he's just <laughs> kind of a win-win for him, I guess. I don't know.
1: I guess. Bad to say, but he didn't. He just, which I know they said he, you know, is up to a hundred victims according to him. But man, yep. He just just going and going and going.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Dale in february of 1975 uh things changed a little bit for Wee. he was actually approached to be a hitman for hire
1: yeah he ain't he, he about or he ain't above making a dollar huh?
0: no huh? and he was approached to kill a guy named silas barnwell yates for mistreating his mistress
1: yeah I th- I supposedly uh he had uh, been keeping this lady up and had her a car and all that stuff and she was staying in the house but then i think maybe his wife had found out so mm-hmm. he, he had to dump her and took her car back and all this stuff so she was kind of pissed yep
0: he hired a woman named diane neely
1: yeah he hired her because this is the only way he could figure out to get silas out of the house yeah so uh what she done is she got all dolled up and then act like she had car trouble and went up and knocked on the guy's door and when he came out Pee Wee put a gun in his face and then uh, put him in the trunk.
0: Yep. Forced him in the car. Right. And there he took him out to the woods and killed him.
1: Cut his throat. Yep. Yep. And then he went back to town to get paid. Yep. After that, though, he kind of figured out that just getting paid wasn't enough. So he began a sexual relationship with Miss Kipper. And then he would just call her anytime he wanted to and kept forcing himself upon her.
0: Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. It was kind of like, you know, he was extorting money from her just to keep her quiet. Right. Yeah. And, what had happened they had didn't they go to Wee and, and say they were tired of this and
1: no she didn't who who went to uh, who went to him was diane the lady who who uh, coaxed the guy out of the house mm-hmm. her and her boyfriend had her, her boyfriend had found out about this mm-hmm. and he wasn't really mad that he did it he was mad that he didn't think Wee paid her enough because he only gave her a couple hundred dollars but uh so what they did is they went to him and tried to extort money out of him, saying, "We know what you did, and if you pay us five thousand dollars, then we won't tell the cops that you killed this guy." Yeah, right. So they went to blackmail Pee Wee, which
0: and Pee Wee wasn't gonna have none of that.
1: Yeah, he just told him, he said, "Well, sure, you know, I'll I, I get it with we'll, us. I'll pay you. We just have to we'll go with me, and we'll go down here where I keep my money."
0: Yeah, he told him he kept it in the woods. Yeah, and he took them out there and uh, shot them both in the back of the head.
1: Yep, and where he already had a grave waiting on them.
0: Yeah, he had it dug grave for two
1: mm-hmm. so they didn't get nothing but a bullet for the troubles that
0: dang Wee, he was prepared wasn't he
1: yeah he's a dra- uh, damn grave digging son of a gun i was thinking about that today yeah he must have been stout <laughs> that's a lot of digging
0: yeah i mean well he he was really close to the shovel too so you <laughs> have to dig very far that's right. all right all right dale in september of 1975 uh Pee-wee had, there was a girl in his neighborhood named Kim Gilkins, yeah.
1: and she was 13. Right. He had an eye for her.
0: Oh, yeah. And her and her friends, he would have them over and cook out and grill hot dogs and different yeah, and things. And would
1: come over to his mom's house. And yeah. Stuff, you know, so it was kind of like a little neighborhood gimmick.
0: And he was actually grooming her.
1: Yeah. Getting close to her. So he would you know, cook out for him, like you said, and stuff. And then when he got her alone, he started making some moves on her. Actually
0: told her to call him Uncle Pee-wee.
1: Yeah. All them girls. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, once he started making some moves on her she flipped out she didn't have none of that and started crying and so he he calmed that down and like well no i'm sorry i didn't really mean and just to sort it. of playing it off i guess yeah and actually she she forgave him and then actually he had talked her into maybe going away with him over on an overnight trip and yeah she uh, showed up to his place with a little overnight bag she actually snuck out of the house to go with him imagine that yep and then so when she showed up with the overnight bag then that was that was into her that was into her yeah yeah he took her out yep Done yep. what he wanted and put her in the, in the graveyard, I guess. Yep. Now after after uh, she was gone, her parents think he had something to do with it. Yeah. So they was putting the heat on him. So he's like, now well, you know he could, he. Just but paid. they
0: they couldn't pin it on him at all as far as Kim. No, huh? being,
1: being gone. No, he was just she was just gone, and I think it's when he kind of left town for about a month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, but. Her, her dad never did give up to knowing he'd had something to do with it. I think it. he went to Charleston. Okay, yeah, there you go. So and,
0: yeah. and there, you know, while he was in Charleston, he got he found out that his pickup truck had been stolen and some working tools, some tools he had were stolen.
1: Right. So the guys that he used to work with for his work, I mean, stripping cars and settling them, they were kind of ripping him off.
0: Yep. And I think these guys were uh, Dennis Bellamy and Johnny Knight and Diane Neely's brother and half brother yeah and with the help of walter neely
1: yeah and walter neely was Pee Wee's old friend he had known him all his life yeah okay so then um after he found out when he was in charleston and he found out that uh dennis and johnny were stealing from him or stealing the stuff he went back and got walter and al all hooked up so he got a bunch of beer and they all went out in the woods when i went out in the woods and were drinking the stuff and then peewee killed both dennis and johnny and then he made walter help him bury them yeah and while he was out there burying them and they were drinking he got to boasting and tell them a little bit that this wasn't the first two people he had ever killed and kind of told them that they were basically in his his graveyard there yep and then uh, after this um uh, when this incident happened meanwhile kim Gelkin's dad had been uh talking to some deputies that he knew and kind of pressuring them to to at least go and check peewee's apartment because he, he just knew that uh he had something to do with her death or her, at least her disappearance and uh they did go to it and they found some of her clothing in his pl- in his possession so then at this point when they went and uh, arrested him for delinquency of a minor so they could hold him while they see if they could just f- ha- find some more stuff just to have something on him to hold him in jail yeah, so, yeah. so they'll know where he's at right yeah exactly
0: yeah. now there was at this point where walter neely went to his pastor
1: yeah, it was just eating him up inside about yeah. this murder. He, it, it just was something. He was not expecting this.
0: And he, uh, his pastor told him just to come clean and turn himself in. Yeah, he needed and, to do
1: it to save his soul. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah,
0: and he did, and, and uh,
1: he went and took him out and showed him where where they had buried these yep. guys and then said that uh Wee had told him that this definitely wasn't his first two victims so that's when they got to searching around
0: yeah they got to digging around this, this graveyard this little
1: makeshift graveyard of Wee's. and they found this where eight of his victims were buried there yep
0: so this was pretty much the end of peewee of any having any free time at all yeah. out. i mean he was pretty much going to be behind jail behind bars for a while yeah Coroner's report was issued and verified everything Walter had told them and Walter and Wee were both charged with eight murders
1: yeah I hate that for Walter <laughs> yeah
0: and Walter didn't have any kind of plea deal or anything he didn't negotiate with anything and so no, he
1: he just felt bad and went and told you know what had happened and they just charged him the same as they did Wee. yeah
0: life in jail life in prison but you'd think if he'd have had a good lawyer maybe he could have got some kind of plea deal and Maybe he got some kind of reduced sentence or something right, being an informant or you know something
1: something right, but I guess but, he wasn't thinking he just felt real bad,
0: yep, so he ended up getting life in prison without parole,
1: right yeah they were that's when they they decided that they were going to charge or uh, try Pee peewee, all separate, everyone, yeah, yeah, so
0: the trial for the murder of Silas Yates was moved to Newbury, South Carolina. And Suzanne Kipper, John Owens, John Powell, and Pee Wee were all sentenced to life in prison.
1: They charged them both with eight murders, but they said they were going to try them all separately. But Pee Wee, he was found guilty of first—he was found guilty of murder in the first degree and then sentenced to death by electric chair.
0: But it was overturned.
1: Yeah, they changed the uh, the, the law changed in South Carolina, mm-hmm. so then it was life imprisonment.
0: Yeah, so he was actually. You know, even though he was in prison, you know, he didn't have the electric chair. He wasn't going to have the, the death penalty. Right. So he was going to spend life in prison. Yeah,
1: he, he had already been sentenced, and then the trial for the murder of Silas Yates, you know, came up, and he he got a life sentence for that, too. Yeah. So then after this happened, in the, after they changed the law, he knew he wasn't going to get the death sentence, so he took the stand and confessed to every murder he had. hmm And just up there just bragging, I guess.
0: Yeah. And this uh, was his time that you know he was in prison, and even though he was killing on the outside, he got, he killed on the inside too. Yep. And this was pretty much what ended Pee Wee right here.
1: Yeah, because uh, even though they had changed the law to uh, only a life sentence, then later the law was changed back. Yeah. To they reinstated death the death penalty while he was in prison Mm -hmm. yeah so but he didn't think that that would apply to him because he was already in so he really didn't care he still did whatever he wanted to do
0: yeah so he was uh in prison and he was approached to kill another inmate who was on death row yeah by the name of rudolph tyner
1: yeah and yeah Yeah. tony is it simo tony simo yeah tony simo wanted to hire him to kill him and even though he was in prison on death row, but he wanted him dead. Yeah, didn't he kill his parents or something when a robbery gone wrong? Yeah, I think it was was what the deal was. But so this dude was real pissed that he wanted him dead before he was dead. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and but Rudolph Tyner was hard to get to. Yeah. And Pee Wee had to work and little by little to befriend Tyner. A little by little. Little by little, and he would. Uh, Get him drugs, taking th- stuff, contraband, anything he needed just to yeah. get close to him.
1: Yeah. So I'm guessing Pee Wee was pretty charismatic, wasn't he? Cause oh, it, yeah. Yeah. Because he could sway just about anybody. It seems like whatever. it, don't yeah. it? He could just
0: do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. And,
1: and it don't matter if they were kids or a warden at the prison. He could pretty much get what he wanted when he wanted it.
0: Yeah. But um, he was getting drugs for Rudolph Tyner. And he devised a plan. He actually was had uh, some drugs – or poison that he was giving Tyner
1: yeah he's putting it in his food and his stuff
0: but it wasn't working and he
1: had tried it several times <laughs> he yeah. couldn't he
0: couldn't kill him
1: couldn't ever get it to work out
0: so he devised a plan to have some uh military grade c4
1: yeah brought into the prison
0: yeah he got that into prison somehow or another he got it in and peewee rigged up a uh, a walkie-talkie type radio right with this c4 and he was able to get it to Tyner and what he done, he told him that if he, uh, if he needed drugs, he didn't have to, you know, send for him or anything like that. Just get on the walkie-talkie and call me, and I'll get you what you need. Right. So what Tyner did, he had the walkie-talkie, Dale, and when he mashed the button to call Pee Wee, it blew his head off. Yep. It was a bomb. It was a bomb. And it took months for the prison to figure out what had happened. Yeah a long time yeah and eventually it was found out that Wee was behind it and he was the one that killed rudolph tyner in prison
1: right. so even though it gave him even a bigger reputation in prison he just made a hell of an enemy yeah in the warden because he yeah. made him look like an ass
0: yeah and he sh- he showed everybody what l- the security how lax it was right yeah after after he killed rudolph tyner that's when they uh they went after the death penalty on Wee again.
1: Yeah, all the executives of uh, the upper, they were ready to get rid of him. And since he made an ass out of them, he was done.
0: Yeah. And it was later reported that he was beaten by guards on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, they had stuck him in basically uh, solitary confinement. What do they call it? The dungeon? Yep. Yeah, where he only had human contact like uh, twice a week. And maybe he was only taken out of cell to take a shower. So they were just going in there and beating his ass.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he's been beaten all of his life. Yep. And on January the twenty second, nineteen eighty five, when Pee Wee was fifty one, the the South Carolina Supreme Court affirms Gaskin's conviction and death sentence for the murder of Rudolph Tyner. So they finally got him. They got him. And Dale on September the sixth, nineteen ninety one, when Pee Wee was 50 58, years old, 58 yeah. years old, he was executed in the electric chair, and the only family member. At his execution was his 20 year old son, Donald.
1: Mm.
0: He wouldn't have a start from the He didn't have a chance to get go, Dale.
1: No, it's been I a mean, rough life here. He really did. I mean, just, I ain't feeling sorry for the dude because he done a bunch of bad shit, but he didn't really have a chance in hell if you want to just, just be blunt about it.
0: Yep. He was just doomed from the beginning. And we've got some uh, another episode that we're going to do on this later on, a follow up, hopefully, if we can get it together that's going to be pretty good i think mm,
1: teaser maybe teaser, teaser yeah
0: so we want everybody to stay tuned for that yeah, and definitely. be able to watch out for it Dill, you got any last words about Wee gaskins so, because i know this was this was long and it was a two-parter and but we felt like it was worth it and because there's just so much information on him
1: yeah it's another fairly local story does yeah and it's a really uh this guy really doesn't get as much uh, fanfare, I should say, as, no, like, he as the big names, as like Gacy and and Dahmer and all those guys. But he done some pretty rough shit, you know. Um, and uh, I don't know. And you, you really don't hear a lot about him. I don't know why because he, he – I don't know. I don't want to say – he deserves his credit because you know it's just it ain't what you say, but no. it's not what you say. But anyway, uh so I just thought you know, it's just so much we didn't want to cram it into one episode. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely deserved two to at least, and we still kind of dumbed it down a little bit to keep out a lot of the yeah the real w- bad details. And there stuff. was a
0: book written about written on Pee Wee. Yeah. that's out there. And it's got a lot more detail, a lot more gruesome stuff that we really didn't get into. I mean, it was it was we, we we
1: give enough, I thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. But it's another semi local local story for us, and uh, we've done quite a few of those. And I just thought, it, it, it's the story that need to be told? And a lot of people don't know it. And, Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, so his according to his numbers of victims, was between eighty and one hundred and ten. I think he was convicted for eleven. So. So he he's got a pretty high count according to him. Now according most, to him. most of the stuff is all that we've said has been according to him, but uh,
0: and I he guess. could have inflated those numbers just to add notoriety into himself. Cuz right. they didn't have any evidence of some of those that he claimed.
1: Yeah, a lot of the hitchhiker stuff has yeah. never been proven, but I mean, I mean who's to say? What are you going to do? Dig up the swamp? Yep. Then anyway. So that's uh, that's a Donald P. Week Askins right there. All right. All right,
0: Dale. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here.
1: Well, before we get out of there, Donnie. All right, I think what you got? To, I think you need to plug our, our new t-shirts we got rolling out on the website.
0: Absolutely. Please go to our website and check out the store page. We've got some new t-shirts and merch on there: mugs, mask, um, cell phone cases, t-shirts, yeah, ho- all different yeah, colors,
1: hoodies, long sleeve t-shirts, V-necks. There's a whole list of stuff, especially the new. The new design, the the swoosh, as Donnie calls it, uh, it's available in I think twenty five different colors. Oh wow. So it's a lot of it's pretty it's pretty neat. And just go check it out. And actually well, time of year never mind. I was gonna say it on sale, but <laughs> time you get this it won't be. But anyway, yeah, so just go in there and, and check that out. And uh as always Get on your favorite uh, platform. If it allows, give us a review. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a recommendation. Tell your neighbor. Tell your friends. Tell people you don't like. It doesn't matter to me. Just tell everybody. Get you a sticker. Put on your car. Get you a shirt. Help us out. Spread the word.
0: Absolutely. All right, Dale. We want everyone to be safe, be careful, and always be aware of your
1: surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is the The Crack House Chronicles. Chronicles.